Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate and Aaron here with you for another edition of the show, and... uh it's WrestleMania week, so we will most definitely be discussing a WrestleMania today. We're going to talk about WrestleMania 4 coming up in the show. And also coming up, Aaron has come up with some, uh, what would you say, funny-ass gimmicks? Is that what we'll call it? <laughs> funny to me, and I'll start reading them. Not like right now, but when you tell me to... And when they're not funny to you, I'll just stop. <laughs> but I think they're great. And also on this week's show, I want to uh, bring up a couple of things before we get started here. We now have a We Can't Wrestle Facebook group. So, got that started uh, on Thursday of this week. And um, want to welcome all of the people that are already a part of the group and hope that you interact and uh, and you know anybody can post any discussion you want to post on the on the uh, the group page. Go right ahead. Feel free. Just don't be an asshole or a racist, and it'll be all good. And I also have a like ECW esque Facebook page. Yes, it's called Call It in the Ring. And that is my Facebook page that if you people that are um, fans of the Motley Soup or We Can't Wrestle, feel free to, um, you know, follow me on that. I have 25 people in there so far. And what did you say your rules were? Don't be a racist or an asshole. And it's cool. My only rule is don't be a racist. (laughs) You want to be an asshole, be an asshole. I don't care. Well, when I say asshole, I just mean, you know, don't be personally attacking people or anything like that. We're we're all he- we're all here to have a good time, talk wrestling, and uh there's no need for uh assholeish negativity. I'm not saying don't debate a topic, but uh no personal attacks and shit like that. We're all adults here, so Yeah, and I'm not sure if I I, I think this person was on the uh we can't wrestle. Uh, he's on my um, my personal Facebook page, the Call It in the Ring page, but I believe he's also on the We Can't Wrestle page, and his name is Ryan Damon. Okay, mm-hmm. and I he I what I put on our We Can't Wrestle page was if you have any questions, we're getting ready to record, you know. Mm-hmm. We're about WrestleMania four and put up my personal favorite or I was like told him I was like I'm gonna build some stupid gimmicks or whatever and he, he laughed. He was like ha 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 with his emoji face. 
And I said, were you were you mocking me or were you wanted to be entertained? And he was like, a little bit of both. And then I good said, answer. well, yeah. Huh? <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. And um, I said, do you have a question? And this fellow was... Um, one of the things he asked was, he was like... Um, you can edit out my stuttering later on, but he was like, I asked him, are you, are you a listener? And he's like, I will be. And then he was like, holy fuck, 63 episodes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, I thought you just started. I'm like, no, we've done a few. And then he was like, well, I'll listen on the bus to WrestleMania. The the first couple are like, you know, you can skip the first couple. They're kind of like Outlaw Mud Show. (laughs) Uh, No, this guy was like, fuck, 36. I was like, yeah, we've done a few. And he he said he was going to listen to them on the bus ride to WrestleMania. I appreciate that. Apparently this guy is going to WrestleMania. But anyway... The question he asked me, and I wrote it down in an envelope because that's all I had in my hand at the time, was um, Ryan Damon wanted to know what my what I thought Donald Trump's favorite wrestlers or favorite wrestler would be. That's what he said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote down four. Okay. And I think these are Donald Trump's favorite wrestlers. If I was Donald Trump's brain, this is who I think his favorite wrestlers would be. I know who his least favorite wrestlers would be. His least favorite wrestlers would be Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Why do you but say it's... that? Huh? Why do you say that? Why would Donald Trump's least favorite wrestlers be Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express? Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to Jim Cornette? <laughs> yes. He, 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 would, he would say Jim Cornette is fake news. Yeah. I thought you were going to say his least favorite wrestlers would be the Luchadors. <laughs> no. His least favorite, or his favorite wrestlers would be, here's Donald Trump's favorite wrestlers, Ken Patera. Mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase. Okay. Nikolai Volkov. And The Wall. (laughs) So you're welcome, Ryan Damon. Those are Donald Trump's favorite wrestlers. And if he was in a booking meeting, they'd be like, what what are we going to do to to get our company over? Build The Wall. Build The Wall. (laughs) He's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> People are saying. Uh, was that the only question there? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you had any more there or not. Nope. That guy started in episode one on his bus ride to WrestleMania. I was like, I'm sorry, man. Well, if he starts at the beginning of episode one and... um Listens all the way through WrestleMania. He'll actually probably get through all the podcasts as long as WrestleMania is probably going to be. Speaking of which, I know uh, on this iteration of the show, we don't normally talk about the modern product a lot, but any thoughts on this week's upcoming WrestleMania? 
Honestly, no. The build, the build for it hasn't been because wonderful. Really, the only thing I know is the main events. This is what I've done. Do you really want to know what I've done? Yeah. I made a conscious, uh, like a conscious effort to not watch because I'm hoping that Sunday when I walk to your house and then stumble away from your house, (laughs) that as I stumble away from your house, they are going to make me want to tune in on Monday. Well, that's the thing about WWE. I am hoping that WrestleMania hooks me. The thing about WWE nowadays is the pay-per-view. To me, honestly, the pay-per-views are usually always good. Sometimes Mania has been frustrating the past few years because of the whole Roman Reigns push. But in oh, the pay-per-views are great. Yeah, they. Um, but the pay-per-views do not make me want to watch the next day. No. What I'm hoping is that rest this is 35, right? Yep. I am hoping that WrestleMania 35 makes me want to because I took the next day after off. I am hoping that it makes me want to sit down and watch Monday Night Raw. And then uh, Monday Night Raw makes me want to watch next. And I hope I become a modern product fan again. That is what I want them that is what I'm hoping they make me do. And hopefully they will. I mean, they have to get their shit back together before October. Um, because, you know, USA being on the USA Network and having low ratings is one thing. Because they're still the highest rated show on the USA Network. But going to Fox, Fox ain't going to have that shit. So I, I think they need to up their game going into the summer and leading into the fall where they're going to be moving SmackDown to Fox. Um, What I will say, just a couple of thoughts that I have had going into WrestleMania is, first of all, the build for Triple H and Batista has been kind of sad as far as making it like a big deal, a big special attraction with Batista appearing at WrestleMania. What's that? There shouldn't even be a fucking match. (laughs) And the other thing that I will say is I hope that... I hope John Cena shows up at WrestleMania. And the reason I say that is I hope John Cena shows up at WrestleMania to have Kurt Angle's last match with him, and it's not that fucking Baron Corbin. So anyway. I kind of... It'll never happen. Never mind. What are you going to say, Undertaker? I want Undertaker to, like... Like Baron Corbin comes out and he has like a uh, like an awesome like you know entrance and he gets like halfway down the ramp and then the Undertaker shows up and then strikes him with lightning, <laughs> kill him off and like it, Muhammad Hassan. Yeah, and then he floats down to the ring and then like Kurt Angle beats him because Undertaker doesn't have to win at WrestleMania anymore. No, it'll it's gonna be really weird if he doesn't if he's not a part of WrestleMania at all. It's kind of an odd thing for, especially for fans that have watched for a long time like us. I mean, what was the last time he wasn't at WrestleMania? It was what two thousand? Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of like the first, like Undertaker not being at WrestleMania for fans now would be the equivalent of like WrestleMania ten. 
a mania what? without Hogan. Yeah, like when Hulk Hogan wasn't there. You're like, really? <laughs> really? It's WrestleMania? It's definitely interesting, a changing There's of the not like an all like an awkward built bald dude. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> so that's that. Also, just one other thing in the uh, modern product, just real quick, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Apparently, Jim Ross has signed the largest, con- most lucrative contract in commentator history with AEW. So, I think these guys are coming out guns blazing. And that's another thing that I hope is going to inspire what WWE. This contract so lucrative. I don't know what I don't know exactly. That, you know the details haven't been released, but both Ross and AEW said Ross says one of the best the best contract he's ever gotten, and AEW is touting it as the most lucrative announcer contract ever. Um, so. I, I, I hope that that I hope that I, I really hope AEW succeeds for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's it's more places for guys to work and make good money. Also, that's when WWE sharpens their knife. You know, that's when they get good when they have competition. So, hopefully, 2019 going into 2020 will produce some really good wrestling for the modern product. So right now, I think what we will start off with is, is WrestleMania or my gimmicks. What would you rather do? I just asked you. Let's start off with our review of WrestleMania. Okay, I gotta turn these pages then. <laughs> turn the page. We're going to Atlantic City, New Jersey, March 27th, 1988. The WrestleMania that got us all ready for the long-ass WrestleManias we have nowadays. It is the four-hour spectacular WrestleMania 4. But you know what? What's that? If I remember right, because I was a, a, a little kid... This was the coolest box set ever, though. Yeah, the two, the two, like, v- like when you opened up the VHS tape, like Hulk Hogan popped out and he's like, "What's up, brother?" <laughs> yes, it had. Am the, I wrong? No, that's the one that had the 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 the, the uh, VHS tapes were connected and they closed like a clamshell. And when you opened it up, it had the pop up Hulk Hogan. Yeah. The only thing that would have been cooler is if it started playing Real American when you opened it up and Hulk Hogan popped up. You wouldn't be able to do that, but like, like, yeah, we opened that shit. Hogan was like, "What's up, brother?" And it was fucking sweet. Like the the only other the the only other case that's probably the cool, in my personal opinion, the coolest case ever for me was when I got the Dusty Rhodes DVD set because it had the little button that you could press and be like, "Too sweet to be sour." Yeah, fuck it like a monkey. One of the saddest days of my life was when that button stopped working. <laughs> I was like, oh, the battery died on the dusty button. <laughs> My fear was, like, you hit the button, he's, like, riding on the end of a lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, all right, WrestleMania four. It opens with, um, uh, Will Smith's aunt singing 
America the Beautiful. Gladys Knight. From Gladys Knight and the Pips. Not the Pimps. Gladys Knight sings America. One of my favorite Dennis Miller jokes is when they're like filling out their application. Mm. Former job. Pip. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Fudgies. Sorry, I'm white. The Fugees. That's um, oh, the Pip joke. That's funny. I write here. I wrote here that Gladys Knight um, sang sang the anthem or sang the song nicely, but she had on a sweater that looked like she stole it from the Golden Girls set. It looked like a sweater that the old ladies on the Golden Girls would wear. <sighs> All right, and then we get down to it. It's a twenty-man battle royal. Do you want to know what my first note is? Oh, go ahead. Um, my first note is that um, even though everything I've heard, it was a dump, but um, WrestleMania 4 and then WrestleMania 5, which we're not talking about now, um, the lighting and the steps and all that shit, mm-hmm. I think WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5 look pimp as fuck. They look very, yeah, that's a very cool look. It's a lasting image. Like, uh, I like the fucking colors on the the ceiling, like, scrolling across mm-hmm. and shit. There's a couple of moments. Um, I don't think it's, there's one in this one, but I know for sure I remember, like you said, we're not talking about WrestleMania 5, but one of the things I remember from the Trump WrestleManias 2 is, like, uh, um, a couple of guys coming out of the steps almost face-planted, like Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. When he comes out of WrestleMania five, he almost falls down. But, um, but yeah, like you said, it's a it's a cool image. It's a cool looking cool looking WrestleMania. And it is also creepy as fuck. That well, not I shouldn't say also creepy as fuck because Kurt Hank falling down didn't look creepy as fuck. But at the beginning of the show, like. Girl of Monsoon and Jesse are talking, and then Bob Uger shows up, mm. and then it is like super creepy. Looking at it now, that Bob Uger and Jesse Ventura are having this like, who's gonna date rape <laughs> Vanna White first? Yeah, didn't I didn't look at it that way, but now that you mentioned it, you're right. It's, oh, I look at it that way. Like, like, like Jesse's like, hey, she's a real letter turner, right? Ha <laughs> yeah, Jesse. And then Jesse's like, ha ha, she's like a beer. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And then Joe Biden showed up with Donald Trump. Yeah, she's 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 uh less filling. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, keep her away from the van, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Jesse Ventura and Bob Uecker are trying to rape this woman. <laughs> and no one's doing anything about it. Except Gene Overland, Except... and he's trying to hold everything together. Uh, Gene... Like, he can't pay attention to her. The back, the back, times. The, back new, the back news, or the back, the backstage story you never heard was... Uh, Vanna was with Gene at the tournament board, but whenever uh, whenever um, uh, Bob Euchre would come around, he'd hide her in the closet trying to save that poor woman. <laughs> it, it just, yeah. 
So now we move on to the Battle Royal for a bowling trophy. Here at WrestleMania 4. 20 men over the top. One of the things I wrote down here was everybody has to stand there awkwardly by Sa while Sam Houston does a dumb fucking dance in the middle of the ring. He was stripping, brother. <laughs> Look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Harley Race is looking at him like, I just want a cigarette. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's a who's who of professional wrestling in this battle royal. You got Hillbilly Jim, Har the King, Harley Race, the Bolsheviks, the Killer Bees, uh, George the Animal Steel, the Junkyard Dog, the Heart Foundation. Tama. What's that? Tama. Tama. Um, Sika. Sika of the Wild Samoans is in there. And lo and behold, at the end of the battle royal, we come down to JYD, Bad News Brown, and Brett the Hitman Hart. And what I wrote down about this was um, battle royals always suck, mm -hmm. which they do. But this was kind of the start, and I don't know if it's going to make sense, but this was like the start of the we're hot, we're cold, we're hot, we're cold with Brett as a singles wrestler. Yeah. They sat on they sat on the fence for that with that for a couple of years. Until um, he beat Kurt at SummerSlam. Like every once in a while they'd be like, Oh, we're gonna get him away from Jim. Mm-hmm. And then they'd put him back with Jim. And then they get him away from Jim and they put him back with Jim. And, and it was always entertaining no matter what he was doing. Right. But it's like they 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 couldn't shit or get off the pot with him until they had him beat Kurt at ninety one. Yeah, and he starts a little uh, house show feud here with bad news because of the finish of this. Um, and I I mean I don't know for sure because I don't think it, I don't think any of their matches ever were on TV. So I don't know for sure if when they had those matches, if they both wrestled as heels or if Brett wrestled babyface, like acted babyface. Because then on, like, you know, superstars or whatever, he'd still be teaming with Neidhart in the heel Hart Foundation tag team I just, until they the, left Jimmy Hart. The only thing I could assume is that at around this time, they were still going up and... I could be completely wrong. So I'm just saying. The only thing I could assume is maybe at this time they were still going up into Canada. Mm hmm. And Bad News was a heel up there as Bad News Alan Cohen and, you know, or whatever. And, and Brett was a face up there. So I'm assuming maybe when they went up at, they were looking at going up into Canada. And doing the Bad News Allen, Bret Hart shit up there. Yeah. Possibly. But well, I could be completely off my fucking rocker. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Bad News turns his back on the Hitman after they eliminate JYD together. Bad News wins the Battle Royal, and the Hitman destroys the bowling trophy. At the end of this thing. And, uh... And it was right up my alley. <laughs> but don't and now we are introduced to the guy from the lifestyles of the rich and famous Robin Leach 
I don't I don't know Robin Leach's story. Like when I was a kid, he was just on that show. I don't know what that guy did other than that or how, what he did to get there. I don't know what his story was, but he was part of WrestleMania 4. He was Robin Leach <laughs> and he does know why. And I do know why. Yeah, so Robin Leach reads a scroll about the uh it says whereas and hitherto and all that about 15 times. And gets the tournament started. And our first match is, uh, well, it ain't their matches. It ain't their matches from Mid South, folks. But here it is: it's Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Ted DiBiase. And watching this, you know, like Nate, I know you don't like it, but part of me wishes like this happened in what night? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Part of me wishes this would have happened in like ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. And Robin Leach would have came out like in the ECW arena, <laughs> and he would have been like caviar dreams and champagne wishes, and then it would have been like bam, 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 bam. Robin Leach and Balls Mahoney, and then like Balls Mahoney just came out and like fucking clocked him right in the head with a chair <laughs> where's the bathroom yeah that would have been fun but now we've gone into this this opening match would have which would have been like a mid-south or uwf main event mm-hmm. hacksaw duggan and the million dollar man ted dibiase we all know the story coming into the tournament one of the best angles in wrestling history with dibiase uh, the twins, the Hebner twins, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Um, still one of the greatest angles ever done. So now DB. Twins. What? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> DiBiase defeats Hacksaw Jim Duggan to advance in the tournament. Any thoughts on that match? It was short and to the point. I actually like this match. I, I gave it two stars. Mm-hmm. And I like the finish. With Andre, like, scooping up Duggan. Because it saved him, you know? And it also led to what I think... And this was, this was like... This was before Vince just decided, Hey, Duggan, you're just going to be, like, full of retard. (laughs) He he still had him being, like, like a... Like a... Like a roughneck face you know he was mm-hmm. still going out there and and not being completely duped by everything right it, it and this also I like think the i think the match and the match and the finish saved duggan in my opinion like dibiase got his ass beat the entire time well and after the fact this match actually led to one of like the feuds to me that's forgotten from the 80s that i actually like the feud between Duggan and Andre during the spring of 88. Yeah, where he headbutted the board. Yes. I actually dig that feud. I thought that was a cool feud. They, I mean, it's one of those feuds nobody ever talks about, but I actually liked it. So it led to that. Um, and now after this match, we go back and we're going to have an interview with a guy who's going in the WWE Hall of Fame this year, Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. 
who's going to be challenging the Honky Tonk Man later on for the Intercontinental title. Brutus says some unintelligible things to mean Gene Okerlund. And now we move on with the tournament. It's uh, Don Morocco and Dino Bravo in the next match. And uh, as far as agility and stuff goes, these guys, both of their best days were behind them. However... These are two of my favorite guys. I always, I always really like Dino Bravo in the WWF. I don't think that he, I don't think he gets enough play and conversation. Being a, he was a good mid-level heel, and he was a guy that could, you know, every once in a while he'd come up the card and challenge Hogan or Savage or Warrior for the title or whatever, and he never let you down. And I, I loved when he was like with Earthquake yeah. and Jimmy Hart. Because they, they guys, were insane. When they did those fucking interviews, they were perpetual motion, man. <laughs> like, none of them were, but I feel they were all on cocaine. <laughs> like, all of them were just jacked to the fucking gills. Just, ah, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. And, like, fucking Dom, like, Dino was, like, smacking this just like, ha, 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 ha. And, like, Earthquake was, like, Jumping up and down, yelling his shit. Or even yeah. even when they went to the ring, Jimmy Hart would be, uh, you know, blowing the like whistle thing. Yeah, he'd be blowing the whistle thing on his megaphone. Earthquake would be sh- jumping in the ring. Dino Bravo would be running around with his big flashy cape on. Oh, it was fucking great. Um, I liked him here, too, and I like Frenchie Martin. Yeah, see, I don't dig on Frenchie Martin. I, I like Frenchie I, Martin. I much, I much prefer Dino with Jimmy Hart. Oh, I do too. But I like Frenchie Martin with his fucking USA not okay little fucking <laughs> sign. And then he uh, and like talking his French shit and everything. Uh, I like Frenchie Martin. Um, and the monocle. <laughs> yeah, that dude was great. I didn't. Do- fucking Dino Bravo was amazing. And he's in there with The Rock, Don Morocco, and it's all coming down. And, um, well... Don Morocco's awesome. Don Morocco moves on to the next round of this tournament as well. And in my notes, I did not write the finish down. Anyway. <laughs> um, Don Morocco won by a DQ because um, Dino Bravo pulled the referee in front of him. All right. They got one star. One star. So the next matchup on paper looks fantastic. And it actually did turn out to be a really good match between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yes. And in my notes, I put that this was the best match so far. And it is Greg Valentine... Accompanied to the ring by Jimmy Hart versus Ricky Steamboat. Accompanied to the ring by Fat Baby. Yeah, put the the big the big the big fat baby of Ricky Steamboat. Um, <clears throat> come into the ring, uh, the little dragon. Um, and I put here Gorilla Monsoon must love babies. <laughs> Because he is all about this baby coming to the ring with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes. And um, yeah. in in what 
and what I think at the time people probably looked at as an upset, Greg the Hammer Valentine beats Ricky Steamboat here to advance in the tournament. Yeah. And Jesse Ventura has one of my favorite lines of any commentator ever. Do you know what it is? Uh-uh. Um, Gorilla's talking about how good Ricky Steamboat is. Mm-hmm. And Ventura says, basically, I agree with you, Monsoon. The Hammer is not as good of a wrestler as as Ricky Steamboat, so he should probably cheat in this match. <laughs> like, that is exactly what he's basically... <laughs> not exactly, but verb... I shouldn't say verbatim. But he basically says, Greg the Hammer Valentine is not as good as Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> so he should cheat so he to should beat probably him. cheat in this match. <laughs> and it fucking cracked me up. When he said that, he didn't try to be like, he should try to bre- bend the rules, Monsoon. No, he or, should cheat. He should, he should try to distract cheat. the referee. He legitimately said the words, the hammer should try to cheat in this match. <laughs> Fucking cracked me up. Great, he- great heel. Great heel commentary Fucking there from great. Jesse Ventura. So now we have an interview with the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware, who are going to be facing the Islanders and Bobby Heenan later on in the show. Um, I didn't really have any notes on this interview. It was pretty basic from these guys. Yeah. And then we go to the Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth and the Natural Butchered, who, to me, was uh, criminally underutilized in the WWE. And that is what I said. Not what I said. What I wrote down was that Butch Reed should have had a bigger run in the WWF. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about it. It's kind of fun if you watch, you know, if you watch, if you watch WWF in like late 87 through 88 until probably actually until, until he, I don't know. I don't even know if you would say that. If you look at all the guys that were in Slick's stable, in the WWF from like maybe 87 until, um, until he got the warlord, maybe slick managed. Like he literally managed a heel, uh, mid South faction in the WWF. He managed Butch Reed, the one man gang, Ray trailer, um, uh, Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zukov, like everybody that he managed was from Mid South. Yeah, and he managed all the Mid South guys, one man gang, and uh, he. I, I always liked Slick Stable. I did too. And uh, yeah, the bit, the big, and... the big start for. I mean, I know he got. Uh, I know he had um, Hercules and then uh, Volkov and Sheik to start because he got their contracts from Blassie, but. He really took off, I think, when he got Butch Reed, and it went from there. But uh, watching Butch Reed and, and Slick like dance to Jive Soul, bro, like not not at this show. They didn't do it at this show, but if you watch some of the stuff from like Prime Time in '88, I love it when those two come out together because they'll just stand there by the ring, just <laughs> fucking shucking and jiving. <laughs> and then what I liked about Randy on this show and Liz. 
was the changing of the outfits. I was I have I actually have that written down. Um, during the main event part, I have the note, but yeah, they every every match they come out for the he's wearing different tights and she's wearing a different or he's wearing a different um cape and she's wearing a different dress. Yeah, and at the end of this match, um Butchery gets up on the top rope and then looks down and essentially goes, Where the white women at? <laughs> And then he loses. And loses. But, you know, he lost to Randy Savage. There's no uh, shame in that. Yeah. Now, to me, one of the... Unfortunately, even though I like these two guys... one this of match my, sucked a dick. Yeah, one of my least favorite matches of the night uh, with a stupid finish. <laughs> it's a clusterfuck. It's a one-man gang against Bam Bam Bigelow. And then the next match was Rick Rude versus Jake Roberts. That was as much attention as we should give that match. <laughs> so the next match is Rick Rude versus Jake Roberts. They go to a 15-minute draw. This was before the feud. They actually started their feud with uh, you know with Jake's wife, Cheryl, being involved and all that jazz. Um, the match wasn't terrible, but to me it was just kind of there. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... It wasn't I bad. It wasn't a really good match. I actually, I gave this match a star rating. Like I thought enough of this match to give it a star rating. Oh wow, how many? Three. Okay. Well, no, I can see. I can see that it's a th- it's a three star match. But I don't know. It was just like I said. It was just kind of there for me. It wasn't bad, but it didn't. Uh... Like close to the finish, like rude. Hits fucking Jake with like an amazing back body drop, and they just they did a hell of a job in this match. I thought, like I watched this show, and I'm not gonna lie, I probably like I skipped through like the Bam Bam Bigelow fucking one man gang match, and I skipped a little bit through like fucking Dino Bravo and Don Morocco. But I started watching Rick Rude and Jake Roberts. I didn't skip a minute of this match because I, I like both guys mm-hmm. as wrestlers, not as people. Like I think Rick Rude is probably a good person, but Jake Roberts is a piece of shit. But as wrestlers, I watched this match and I thought it was really good. All right, I I like I said I. I didn't dislike it, just kind of there for me, but that one goes to a draw, a 15-minute draw, so Rude and Jake are both out of the tournament, um, which gives, I believe, the one-man gang a bye. Yeah. And now uh, Mean Gene is back at the at the uh, tournament board, and he has let uh, Vanna out of the closet so that she can report with him on what's going on in the tournament. And Vanna White is... Uh, like it's almost kind of humorous here how she's like, it's funny because he'll be like, "What do you think about Hulk Hogan?" and she'll be like, "I like him. He's fantastic." And then you know she's all for the baby faces, which is what eighties wrestling celebrities. She's like, did. he's like, "What do you think of Randy Savage?" And she's like, "Oh, this is the line she says. I do believe." She goes, "Oh, I love Miss Elizabeth." <laughs> yep. It's great that she had that he has a woman person behind him. A woman person. <laughs> but 
Vanna White is 80s all the way live, man. <laughs> she looks goddamn good. You know, Vince McMahon was like, ah, I'm going to get that Vanna White. Like to like to hit that pal. Yeah. <laughs> Vanna White, she can turn numbers and knock my dick into the dirt. <laughs> I think we should have I think we should have Euchre try to rape her. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Alright, speaking of shitty matches. Up next is our old friend Hercules. Against, I'm not even talking about this match. Against the Ultimate Warrior in a match that probably made Vince McMahon climax. But in reality, was fucking awful. So, yeah. No more comments on that, right? Nope. Yeah, we got nothing to say about that one. So now we move on to the second round of the tournament. And the first match of the second round is... Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, who received buys into the uh, first round because they were the last two champions. And, um, well, what did you think about this one? The, what the Probably the, I guess, the fourth iteration of Hogan and Andre because you had WrestleMania three, then the Survivor Series 87, the February 5th 88 match, and then this one. And this one, this match pretty much, well, no, I guess not, because you got SummerSlam still to come with the tag team main event. But we're kind of winding up Hogan and Andre here. Nothing really special about the match. They sold it as Hogan Andre 2. Yes. Which it, it was not. <laughs> it, it, no, let's fucking a great story get in the way of fucking... You mean, no. yeah, don't don't let reality get in the way of a good story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any thoughts there's, here? There's things about it that I like. Mm-hmm. But there's things about it that I think could have been cooler, like being like 2020, looking at it now. And I know that later on, like, Andre talks about when they get DiBiase into the finals. But I think it would have been cooler if not WrestleMania 6, but at this time, it would have been like the closure of Andre. Like when DiBiase got in the ring and tried to get it, well, I mean, he essentially got it to it. But, like, when DiBiase got in and got Andre disqualified, I think it would have been a lot cooler. If Andre turned face? Yeah, if Andre would have been pissed. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've, I've always kind of thought that, too. Like, I always thought that this, this, this arrangement with DiBiase or whatever should have ended in Andre. And Andre smacking the fucking shit out of the, out of the million dollar man. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's a, that's a thought I have had in the past, too. And instead, he just kind of toiled as a, you know, an attraction, a heel attraction for another couple of years before, you know, finally. And like you said, even even if this, even if, say, he still did wind, wind it down at WrestleMania six, 
you know, you would have been able to have another year or so of maybe Andre, because, you know, at this point, Andre couldn't wrestle long matches, needed to be in tag teams, stuff like that. You could have, you know, you could have had Andre team with Hogan, team with Randy yeah. Savage, you know, and be in that mix. But, yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with you that this would have been a perfect time to turn him back babyface again. I'm glad you know I'm right. <laughs> well, this match becomes a double disqualification between Hogan and Andre, and they are now both out of the tournament. So the next match is Don Morocco and the Million Dollar Man. He was all right. I liked this match. Um, of course, Million Dollar Man advances in the tournament. And then we show uh, the, well, actually, there's the interview with Mr. Fuji and Demolition about their tag team championship match against Strike Force, and we'll get to that later on. Um, Demolition, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Of all the times. Me as well. The one-man gang gets a bye and goes, boo, in the ring. And now we come to the Macho Man Randy Savage and Greg Valentine, which, to me is a really good match. He's really? got yeah, I liked this match. See, I thought this is what I put that I didn't think these guys like I would have thought that Randy Savage and Greg Valentine together would have had a really good match and I thought they kind of had a dud. Really? Yeah, I did, I dug this one. Um Though I think Greg Valentine, honestly, has one of the most underrated mullets of the 80s. (laughs) Like, there is so much story going on in his mullet. Like it is there's, like a three part. There's there's bangs. There's bangs. There's, there's like a poof. There's a there's like there's a poof. <laughs> there's a backstory to it. Like his mullet has so much going on. It's got good volume. It moves with him. It, you know, it's like... fantastic. <laughs> he may have slowed down his wrestling in the eighties. But During he the brought late up 80s. Molded game, <laughs> yes, man. he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> like, it is almost like if his mullet was a movie, <laughs> it would be like Godfather 2 and, and like fucking like his mullet's Godfather 2 as opposed to like Ricky Morton's like mullet, which is like Citizen Kane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like eh, Citizen Kane is the great might be the greatest movie of all time. But have you ever seen Godfather 2? <laughs> it's got a lot more substance. And a lot more story arcs. There's a lot going on there. A lot to unpack with Greg yeah. Valentine's mullet in 1988. It might not be better written, but there's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> uh, when I look at it, I'm just like, bang! 
So, you know, I think that uh, officially the layered, the multi-layered story in Greg Valentine's mullet is one of my favorite discussions we've ever had on the show, by the way. So just as a side note, I, I love it. <laughs> it, it if it was on Facebook, I would give it the little heart thing. <laughs> I heart that conversation. So now we move on to the Intercontinental Champion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, baby. Also going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame this year, the Honky Tonk Man and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And you know what? Brutus Beefcake was fucking over. Yeah, he was. Like, 80s, in the 80s, like, the just, I mean, there was, like, a period there for about three years in the 80s where Brutus Beefcake was one of the most over baby faces in that company. Um, I think that had Vince not been trying to make Honky Tonk Man the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, he probably would have Beefcake go over in this match, I believe. Because I think, I think Beefcake would have been beating Honky Tonk at SummerSlam had he not gotten hurt and Warrior replaced him. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you know what? Like, you know me. I'm not, like, the biggest Bruce Beefcake fan in the world. Mm-hmm. The Ultimate Warrior is what stopped Ed Leslie from becoming a star. Yeah, he, he can't. Honestly. Like, if there would not have been a Jim Helwig, we would be talking about Ed Leslie in the same breath that we talk about Jim Helwig now. He would have been... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he would have been the guy that was up there with Hogan and Savage. Yeah. As the top baby faces in the company. Yeah, because, because Ed Leslie was Hogan's buddy, and... and I know we knock it or whatever, and I don't like Bruce Barber Beefcake. I don't like Ultimate Warrior either, but Ultimate Warrior had what Vince wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. He had the charisma. He had the body. And, I and mean, that's what he had over Ed Leslie. Right. He, he it, body over Ed Leslie. Yeah, and for how do I want to say this? People make fun of Warriors promos, okay? But as a promo guy, with his character, with the insane character that the Ultimate Warrior was, he was technically a better promo than Ed Leslie too. Because oh, he, was a, he was a better everything than Ed Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a better person. Like Ed Leslie probably well, not the... okay in the rest like in wrestling. Yes. I agree. He was better than Ed Leslie. Maybe as a person, no. But then again, I don't think Ed Leslie has ever like been like, Oh gay people are terrible. <laughs> I don't think so either. I'm glad I'm, and I don't think Ed Leslie was ever like, oh, I'm glad that ki- that cancer is eating Bobby Heenan's body. Yeah, fuck the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Ultimate Warrior. Like, I- I'm going to say this. I'm going to put this on the record. Because I have consistently talked about every episode that I don't like for this beefcake. Mm-hmm. But I 
prefer Brutus Beefcake over the Ultimate Warrior. I agree. Ed Leslie is a better human being than Jim Helwig. Brutus Beefcake. Um, because at least Ed Leslie doesn't judge people by their religious beliefs and sexuality. Also, so let me let me just say this for the record: Brutus Beefcake over. Not a great wrestler. Not a great promo. Super over. Ultimate Warrior. I'm glad he's dead. I hate to say that because he has a wife and children and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but you know, whatever. I'll say it. All right. So anyway, Honky Tonk Man retains the Intercontinental Championship in that match. Jimmy Hart gets himself a little haircut, and we're off to the. Go ahead. And then Randy Savage beats OMG. (laughs) Well, before that, we get one of the iconic interviews, one of the iconic moments in the history of the WWF. Hey, get your foot off my neck. Hey, hey, buddy, go ahead and get your foot off my shoulder. Bob Euchre and Andre the Giant. And uh, that that is one of those iconic images in the history of wrestling. My favorite Bob Euchre thing isn't even that. Which one? My favorite Bobby thing is like one of the last great Hall of Fame moments is that Antonio Noki goes in the Hall of Fame and fucking cuts this Hall of Fame promo and basically cuts it all in Japanese. And then he gets all the fucking people to count in Japanese with him. And then he leaves. And then Bob Buecher comes out and he goes, that guy said my entire speech. (laughs) (laughs) It cracks me up. I also like it when he tells Bobby Heenan and the Islanders that they're not going to be invited to his outrigger dinner. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? I don't know. I just think that's funny. Anyway, like when he said that, I just, I laughed out loud. I was like, it's so obscure. And then at WrestleMania three, he's like, there's all kinds of beaver. Going yeah. On. He, oh yeah. That beaver joke. He just <laughs> beaver all over the place. Beaver, in, beaver in the ring. Him and he's like marinated mushrooms. <laughs> Bob Uecker's awesome, man. He's one of my favorite wrestling celebrities. (sighs) But I'm not going to spoil on that because... I wish he would have met Lord Alfred Hayes. Mm. Because it would have been great (laughs) if, like... Somebody would have been like, you know what? Lord Alfred Hayes needs to to meet fucking Bob Uecker. (laughs) And, like... Fucking Bob Uecker walks into the house and it's like Lord Alfred Hayes' house. <laughs> or Lord Alfred, no, Lord Alfred Hayes needs to walk into Bob Uecker's house. With cigar smoke and beer and... Yeah, and like, like... Bob Uecker's wife is like... Drop... Streaks down the china. Yeah, I was about to say, drop kick, drop kick your jacket when you come through the door. <laughs> Take your jacket as you walk in the door. 
No one cares. <laughs> uh, according to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> All right, so next we have... I knew where I was going with it. Yeah, I picked it up from the very beginning. I was like, "This would, <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere play on that. <laughs> the, the Islanders and Bobby the Brain Heenan in that awesome dog suit. Oh, my God. It's it amazing. Great. It's amazing. Against the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Now, I want to say this as a side note. Um, because, um, there is a prime time wrestling and it's shortly after WrestleMania four. And the reason I'm, I, there is a reason I'm bringing this up is I'm thinking about Bobby Heenan, Coco Beware. Okay. If you can find it, I forget the date. I'll have to, maybe I'll post is it in the group. Bobby sees a little gorilla. No, but no, there is a match on a prime time where ravishing Rick rude wrestles Coco Beware. Okay. Bobby Heenan gets in a fight, gets in like a shouting match with Frankie, and it's fucking great. <laughs> he say, "I don't know if Bobby just picked up on the fact that this bird was all riled up or whatever, but Bobby Heenan totally gets in a shouting match with Frankie at ringside, and it's funny as shit." But anyway, well, there's the that you can add into the list of things you can never do. <clears throat> Ever again in wrestling. And Gorilla Monsoon has a little baby gorilla doll. Oh, I know what you're talking about. On the desk at primetime wrestling. And I'm not saying that I, you know, approve this message. (laughs) But it's sitting there and... There's this little gorilla doll sitting next to Gorilla Monsoon. And Bobby goes, hey, is that the new Coco Beware doll? Will you stop? Yeah, and and it's funny. Oh. A funny fucking joke. Oh. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Guess what? I think we're about to have a run-in here on the show. I have to pee. And there it is. Guess what, folks? Holy fuck. He's back from the dead. (laughs) Can I pee? Who's on the line? Hello? It's Kyle. He sounds like he's been abducted. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Guys. <laughs> Great Scott. We have to we have to solve eight simple rules. Eight simple riddles. Riddles to save your soul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually I I went to the future to stop the fact that Bruce the Barber Beefcake got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well you fucking failed. I am, am I allowed to pee, fellas? Oh, you go right ahead and pee. Right. We'll keep recording. Damn it. Damn it, I'm on the wrong Online, fuck. Well, Kyle, welcome back to your show. Yeah, yeah. I was fighting a space war. It's been a while. You know what the difference between a space war and a Star War is? What? 
fucking less money. <laughs> Lower budget. Like Space Sword at Walmart? Yeah. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I told you last week, I gave you an update, Kyle. Me and Kyle didn't have a falling out. There was no bad blood. He didn't die. Nothing like that happened. The man's just been busy, all right? Unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just let everyone know. Basically, long story short, I got hurt at work, and I've been rehabbing my knee and my ankle. I'm fine. I'm back, so... Glad to be back. I'm like, I'm like fucking Batista or Brock Lesnar. I show up on the show before WrestleMania, <laughs> and you come and go as you please. Yeah, exactly. It's my quite, fucking. Uh, it's quite the sweet de- deal. It's quite the sweet deal. Yeah. It's quite the sweet deal you have there. So we're we're uh, we're talking about WrestleMania four, mm. and uh, we are. I think Aaron, are you back? I am back. All right, Aaron's back. Kyle's back. My my wrestling podcast is back in alignment. Well, All Kyle, is right with the world, except yes. for the fact that Beefcake goes in the hall. But, you know, honestly, if I had ever thought for a second that that would have ever happened, <laughs> I wouldn't have fucking joked about it. <laughs> well, we actually just. I, we actually just had a big discussion about that, and we decided that it's okay for Beefcake to be in the Hall of Fame because he was over. He was over. He was very he over. Was better. He was a better. He is a better human being than Jim Helwig. Yeah, we. I pretty much said Beefcake can go in the Hall of Fame, and and I'm glad Ultimate Warrior's dead. So. Well, did you see the uh, the the supposed spoilers of who's also been inducted? I I heard Luna Vachon. Yes, that's what I heard. I'll go with that. Um, and then the one I was really, really happy with was uh, Playboy Buddy Rose. Playboy Buddy Rose. I'm not happy with that. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because he was a terrible woman beater. So was Steve Austin, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan said the N word, so I fuck. I mean, um. Also, let me see. Wahoo McDaniel and Jim Barnett are the other two that I have on this the list that I saw. Yeah, that's my boy. Which you know, I mean, to me, they both fucking deserve it. You know, it was one of the great mysteries of the... We'll get back to WrestleMania 4 in a second, but... You know, it was one of the you gr- know why Wahoo should have been there first? Why Wahoo should have been in first? Well, why why, why is it taking him... Like, I don't understand why it took Wahoo so long to get in there. I don't know. Probably because he, I mean, he never wrestled in that territory. I would have figured he had reservations. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest mystery about Wahoo McDaniel is I don't know that anybody knows what his real last name was supposed to be. It's McDaniels. Because they say Mc, some people say McDaniel, some people say McDaniels. <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. Kind of like I don't actually know if the guy's name is Don Kernodle or Don Kernoodle. It's Don Kernoodle. It's a fuck. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, 
let's wrap up our WrestleMania four talk, and then we'll take a break. And then when we come back from that, we will. Uh, Kyle, we're also Aaron has come up with uh, some funny gimmicks that he wants to discuss. I'm actually glad, Kyle, that you've called in on this because my gimmicks need more than just one laugh track. Or I'm, I'm here one. too. So, all right, we've got two more matches left here. Of course, now we... let's just do the two matches real quick. Well, no, it's, it's Demolition and Strike Force, right? Yes, and Demolition, one of my favorite tag teams of all time, becomes the World Tag Team Champions. And they're one of my favorite tag teams also, and I am not a hater of Strike Force. No, they were good. They were better than um, the Can Am Connection. Yes. So, one thing I had noted here before we talk about the main event is the punchline. Of the Bob Euchre Vanna White saga is stupid. It's a stupid punchline. He ruins the the whole thing is ruined by the end of it. Because he's, she doesn't get no molested. no he's talking all night about Vanna White Vanna White Vanna White, and then he talks about the letters, and then he goes, yeah, some guy named Vance White. It's a stupid punchline because he's actually talking about actual Vanna White, the whole show, wanting him. But then at the end of it, he even acknowledges that it's some guy named Vance White. It's a stupid punchline. Yeah, but you know Vince McMahon was fucking laughing at it. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm, I'm sure he it was thought his, it was the funniest goddamn thing in the world. I'm sure it was his fucking idea. But it's a stupid punchline, because he doesn't acknowledge at all from the beginning that it's a guy named Vance White. But at the end, that's what it turns out to be. It's just stupid. But at the end, he's just getting cold by Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we have the main event. The undisputed WWF Championship... In a fantastic match. I gave it three stars. DiBiase and Savage. Do you get much better than that as a main event at WrestleMania? No, because it's it's perfect. Because not only is it a fantastic match, but it sets up for the next year's WrestleMania. Yes, and it also, like Aaron and I have discussed before, Hogan Savage between four and five is probably the greatest story arc in WWF history. Oh, I mean, yeah, I would yes. give you that. And that's the thing, like, like that, subtle, subtle nuances, everything. And that's a lot of things. Like people can talk about Hogan and Nate. I didn't, I didn't talk about it on here because we just kind of glossed over it. Mm -hmm. But um, Andre and Hogan have their match on here and before that before like the Hogan Savage thing was there a better story than Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant no no it, it you, yeah I mean you're, you're right you go you're, you're actually you go through like two or three years of just these amazing story arcs with Hulk Hogan like, he didn't have the best matches in the world. Like, like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were having better matches. Or Ric Flair and Barry Windham were having better matches. 
but Hulk Hogan was having the fucking best stories. Yep. And when I watched Hulk Hogan on this fucking pay-per-view cut his promo about, like, fighting Andre and, like, the Trump family having to grab onto his back while he backstreamed up the... what Like, fucking Hulk Hogan was the man. <laughs> he wasn't my favorite wrestler, and he's never been my favorite wrestler. But Hulk Hogan's a fucking man. And Hulk Hogan is a six-foot whatever, 310-pound fireball of charisma. Yep. Yeah, just a meteor of charisma. So anyway, Randy Savage wins the undisputed WWF championship at WrestleMania Hogan, 4. Hogan like gives her gives her the shocker right in front of Savage. <laughs> feud. So I had I had to rate this show and and as WrestleManias go, there are Bad WrestleManias, there are good WrestleManias, and there are great WrestleManias. I I rate WrestleMania four as a good WrestleMania because good WrestleMania. there are some shitty matches and it is a bit long. Yeah, there's too many matches. Yes. What's the what's the over and under that this show's gonna be fucking shorter than what Sunday's gonna be? Sunday's gonna be. It's a, you got like eight hours of WrestleMania on Sunday. Jesus Christ! I saw what it was like 13, 14 matches. Yep. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's take a break. And... I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Is that okay? Yeah, cause I am too. Take a quick break. We'll come back. We're happy Kyle's back home again. How much time is Kyle still just gonna be like on the phone? And uh, we will we will return with more of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I feel like you're phoning it in, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> right I, after I this. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm on my way home from work, so I am phoning it in. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the future. Fuck, <laughs> like, I don't know. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle are all here with you for the second half of this week's show. And um, back from the back from the Malamar Clinic. Back from the Malamar Clinic. We want to thank everybody, thank our listeners, and just a couple of reminders, a couple of plugs before we uh, continue on. First of all, don't forget to. Uh, Hit up the GoFundMe page for Jerry Gray. I posted it in our Facebook group today. Uh, been posting it on our Facebook page. Um, Jerry is battling stage four cancer. Any little bit that you can help and give helps him out with food, necessities, medical bills, all the things that uh, that a person needs to survive. So please do give to Jerry Gray and his GoFundMe, whatever you can. Also, want to mention um, April 20th. 2019 Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
If you're in the area or can make the drive, there's going to be a great wrestling show, the Heroes and Re- Legends Wrestling. Um, Heroes and Legends of Wrestling 12 is going to be in Fort Wayne at the Fort Wayne Coliseum. There's going to be some uh, some cool wrestlers there for you, everybody, to meet. Um, Jerry Lawler, Arn Anderson, Jerry Lynn. Gil- Glacier. Glacier. Gilberg is going to be there. And uh, the coolest, one of the coolest things I think about this show is a lot of the legends that are going to be there during the uh, during the the meet and greets uh, during the day are actually in matches that night. So um, Hurricane Helms, Magnum TA, obviously he won't be in a match, um, but it's going to be a great event. So uh, come out and support indie wrestling and support the heroes and legends. And um, one more thing, I'll just say one more time. For the listeners of the show um, that I did not invite, that maybe didn't like, that haven't liked the show on Facebook yet, is I invited all of our Facebook listeners. Uh, but anybody else, please go in and search for the We Can't Wrestle group. Um, you will be accepted. And uh, lots of discussion going on there. We're going to have some fun with that. And like I said during earlier, um, no racism and no assholishness. And, and uh, you're welcome to the group and to say whatever you want. So other than that, unless you two guys got anything else, I think Aaron will let you rule the roost with your uh, your gimmicks. By the way, 718 listeners. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you got anything before I start? Nope. Go ahead. I want to okay. hear these. All right. Um... Let the listeners know what you're getting at here. What's your angle? What I'm getting at is the most ridiculous, stupid gimmicks that I could think of throughout my day because my mind wanders. And from what people have said and um, from what I know, Nate has said before and Nate knows me better than anybody else because he's my brother that my brain apparently doesn't work like other people's it might be it might be wired a little differently that's not a negative not it's definitely a positive okay so every good wrestling show needs a ring announcer right you know it Okay, so the ring announcer of my show is Howard Tinkle, <laughs> and he is the ring announcer with an overactive bladder. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Between every mat, I want to, I want to do my Howard Tinkle impression. Hold on, and I want to do this. I want to, I want to do Howard Tinkle. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest scheduled for one fall. I'll be right back. <laughs> As Howard Tinkle. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. The the I like sorry. That was funny. What I think would be great is like you have like fucking Hulk Hogan standing at the entrance ramp. Like he's come out. And he's waiting for Howard Finkel to come back to fucking announce him to the ring. (laughs) 
I like Howard Tinkle. Okay, <laughs> right, Howard Tinkle's funny. This next one is my favorite one. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is you've you've had your ring announcer Howard Tinkle with the overactive bladder. <laughs> so after you have your ring announcer, you need a commentator, correct? You do. Okay. Well. This next commentator, like the next person on my list, is a commentator that does not know the proper way to be appropriate, and his name is Gorilla Too Soon. (laughs) And he makes jokes. And comments about current tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> like he just like slams like a nine eleven joke in there. <laughs> Columbine. <laughs> yeah, Columbine or like Sandy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the women's champion, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Gorilla, oh. gorilla too soon. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, that's my favorite one. <laughs> oh shit! I love the idea of gorilla too soon. <laughs> Nate, this is an okay segment so far? It is. Okay. And now every roster needs a jobber, right? Yes, we need jobbers. Somebody's gotta yes. somebody's gotta somebody's gotta do the J O B. Yes. So the jobber to the stars is Dick the Loser. <laughs> And he is a barrel-chested job guy who loves fat broads and liquor. (laughs) Dick the loser. Pin me! Pay me! Yes. Dick the loser. (laughs) Still not as good as Gorilla too soon. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I like Dick the Loser. You like Dick the Loser? I do. <laughs> gorilla too soon cracked my shit up, man. <laughs> like, I was hammered when I thought of Gorilla too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dick the Loser's on the list, huh? He's over. All right. I can't wait till he gets his uh, upset victory and has to change his name. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to call myself anymore. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in that identity voice. identity crisis. I don't know why I did it in that voice, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Um... Well, hey, you know what we could do? I'm sorry. I don't mean to his ta- his tag team. Sorry, his tag team partner's embarrassed by everything. He's the blusher. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say his tag team partner. His tag team partner is Rick the 
blooper. Fucked up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Dick the Loser was going to pop anybody. <laughs> it actually inspired more comedy, so... <laughs> <laughs> Rick the blooper. That's funny too. <laughs> you guys ready? You guys ready for my next one? Yes. Absolutely. The next guy on my list <laughs> is an alcohol, an alcoholic, foul mouth that loves ice cream, and his name is. <laughs> Cold Stone Steve Dallas. <laughs> they'd be interviewing him and he'd be he'd be nodding off and he'd be like, "What?" We got sprinkles. What? What? We got sprinkles. Nuts. <laughs> Nuts. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cold stone three whipped cream says I just whooped your ass. <laughs> oh shit, I love it. <laughs> I, I think this is getting over, isn't it? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna have to think of more of these after this. You ready? You guys ready for my next gimmick? Yes. Yeah. My next gimmick is moderately attractive <clears throat> Rick Light. <laughs> Rick Light. Moderately attractive Rick Polite. <laughs> Polite. I like that one. I thought you said Rick Light at first. I was like, Light? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Moderately attractive Rick Polite. <laughs> He'd be like, Is everybody. No, I, I hold on. Hold on. Oh, go. You wrote. He says, he says, When not wrestling, you'll find me at the, lo at the local supermarket. <laughs> I think that's funny. What? Listen. Go ahead. What do you have? This is <laughs> He'd be like, what I'd like to have right now, if everybody is comfortable with it, <laughs> is for all the ladies. I like moderately attractive Rick Polite. It cracked me up. Oh, shit. Just to, to show all the ladies... What a real guy you'd like to cuddle with looks like. Like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the next one. All right, Nate, you already know this one, but Kyle, I hope this pops you. Are you ready, Kyle? I am ready. It is Jake the Rake, <laughs> and he is a he is a crack addicted landscaper. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite Richard Pryor jokes could be his thing. 
I'm not addicted to the cocaine. I just like the way it smells. <laughs> it's one of my it's one of my favorite prior jokes. I love that joke. <laughs> you dropped your notes. Yeah. Well, that's unprofessional. I got it back. I got it back. All right. You guys ready for the next one? Yes. The next wait. one. What, Kyle? Wait. Wait. You know who Jake the Rig's dad is? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dizzy Smith. <laughs> what did he say? Dizzy Smith. <laughs> he Dizzy was... Smith? Dizzy Smith. Why is it Dizzy Smith? Because he's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. All here's, right, go ahead. Here's, here's Burnout Love, and I still love him. <laughs> the next guy on my list is Oliver Conrad DuPont. The fourth. <laughs> okay. Not all of these are based off wrestlers' names, but this is Oliver Conrad Dupont the fourth. I think I know where you're going with this one. And he has to do everything in fours, <laughs> and he is the master of the rope match <laughs> because he has OCD. <laughs> Nobody can beat him in a bull rope match. <laughs> he will not be beat. He will not. I like that one. And he would get really upset. Oliver would get really upset when Howard Tinkle didn't finish his introduction <laughs> because he had to go pee. <laughs> yes. Um, the next guy on my list. You guys ready for the next one, or do you have more jokes? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Next guy on my my list is Nil Mascaris. Nil? Nil Mascaris. He has no he's masks? Just, he's just a Mexican guy without a mask. <laughs> Don't fuck him. Whatever. Nil Mascaris. Oh. Anybody get anything on that? No. I thought he said Nil Mascara. No, Nil Mascaras. Like he got his like, Maybe he should be like... calling on Cricket Wireless. <laughs> um, and and Kyle, since you don't know what I said, this guy, this next guy, will help you out. Yeah, you know who he is. Uh, he's, he he's the guy that's gonna let you know what just happened on my wrestling program. Okay. All right. He's gonna he's gonna bring you the event center. And his name is Cliff Notes. <laughs> he doesn't give you the whole story. No, he's he's my Sean Mooney. He's Cliff Notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking no. stupid. Cliff Notes is so stupid. <laughs> I could still do something with that, though. Uh, Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah. He could. You could do something with that. He'd be like. 
There was a great championship match this past week on uh, on television. Page six. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there was a great championship match this week on television. Long story short, there's a new champion. <laughs> Back to you, Gorilla Too Soon. <laughs> Gorilla Too Soon is my favorite. <laughs> Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes had a match. Ric Flair bled. Dusty won. <laughs> Moving on. Back to you, Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to keep going? Yes. I got a couple more. Okay. Grill too seems like I hope Rick Flair doesn't have what fucking Magic Johnson has. <laughs> you know, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> the next guy on my list is um <clears throat> I'll give you his gimmick first and then I'll tell you his name. He is undefeated. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he never wins any of his matches clean. And his name is Dusty Finish. <laughs> Spelled with a PH. Dusty Finish. Dusty Finish. The American Scheme, baby. <laughs> it's a Dusty Finish. Dusty Finish. <laughs> Is his name. <laughs> I like that one. Dusty Finish. And I have two more. <laughs> and Nate, I think I'm going to do the one that you're going to like the least of these first. Okay. okay. And this guy's name is... Irvin Nicholas Stevens. Irvin Irvin Nicholas Nicholas Stevens. Stevens. And his biggest adversaries or any luchadors. And he wants to make sure that he eradicates them out of his country. Because he is INS. INS. Donald Trump's favorite wrestler. Donald Trump's favorite wrestler (laughs) is... Irvin <laughs> And I have one last gimmick. Alright. You guys ready for it? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And he is the leader of Murder Inc. Okay. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs> this is so stupid. He is the leader of, of Murder Inc., and his name is Jujack. Jujack? Jujack. <laughs> the fuck? He, is, he is the Jewish gangsta. <laughs> Jujack. (laughs) 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 I love Jujack. 
<laughs> he puts on, a, juke jack, he, juke jack he puts funny. He, he puts a staple in somebody's head. And he's like, "Ouch, go bibble." <laughs> Come on, juke jack is funny. <laughs> Jujak not get the pop that I wanted. <laughs> instead of the instead of like the uh the do rag where he's got a yarmulke. Yeah, Jujak. I had one that offended me. So I like <laughs> Jujak Jujak and Justafa. <laughs> <laughs> the Jewish gangster. <laughs> Justafa's like, hey guy. <laughs> you know, because Mustafa would just—I mean, Justafa would be like that. Because you know, Ju- <laughs> <Justafa>. Mu- <laughs> Mustafa. Well, <laughs> what? Justafa. Justafa. Yeah, Jujack and Justafa, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jewish gangsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! <laughs> they better. They better. List they better get the deal they want. <laughs> I had one on my list that I scribbled out, and I don't know if I should say it. Well, I'll say it. Nate. Mm-hmm. If you don't think I should say it. I After have, I, I say it, I'm, I'm, nope. a, I'm able to edit anything I want. Yes. After I say it, if you don't think I should say it, you can edit it out, okay? Mm-hmm. It was what I was going to put between... Um, <laughs> I was going to put it after Jujack. And it's... Um, excuse me. And... This person's gimmick is that he's looking for the parents that never wanted him. Are you ready for it? Yes. It's Duke the Dumpster Baby Drosy. <laughs> he hates Gorilla Too Soon. <laughs> Like, this dude is always talking about my fucking parents. Yeah, god damn it. Leave my my mom out of it. Uh, I thought Duke the Dumpster Baby dressing was fucking fun. So out of all the gimmicks, who's the best? I'm going to go with fucking... Mine's Gorilla Too Soon. What were you going to say, I'm Kyle? I'm liking the grill too soon. I'm liking Gorilla too soon. I Man, think that's my favorite. I don't know. I like Dick the Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Dick the Loser is good, too. Like, I just, that was like my least favorite. <laughs> no, I even got to create a tag team out of that one. I like Dick the Loser. Dick the Loser and the Brusher. The, I mean, the Blusher. <laughs> the Brusher. The Blusher. I love it. That's great. See, you popped me with... with... Justafa. <laughs> that one that one created itself. I was more impressed with the blusher. <laughs> but anyway. Justafa popped me, man. I didn't expect Justafa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Justafas. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funnier than Jujat. <laughs> I thought Jujat was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a decent segment? Yes. Good oh, stuff. Man. That means I gotta try to create ten more. <laughs> God damn. I'm Nate. Yes, sir. You gotta admit, really too soon. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Don't get me wrong. That's really funny. I just I pop I popped harder for Dick the Loser. Maybe I like the underdogs. Well, maybe, but like, when you think of gorilla too soon, you gotta think of his voice. About his what? You gotta think of like, like gorilla, like gorilla monsoon's voice, <laughs> making some like inappropriate joke. <laughs> oh. So we have. Stop. <laughs> so we have questions for Kyle here from listeners. All right. Play them on me. All right. You stop. <laughs> Kyle, this one is from a listener named Jake. And Jake would like to know, you know, as the, let me see here. Kyle, as the bigger ECW fan on the show, who do you think... Which WCW or which WCW, which ECW champion do you think had the most the most ability to draw and make ECW a big promotion? This is how he words his email. So I guess I'm thinking the gist of the the the, uh, the question would be which ECW champion was the best? I guess. I think hmm, there's two. I'm going to say probably the best ECW champion was probably Rob Van Dam. Well, he was TV champion. Well, he's saying like, Nate, is it meaning like ECW champion or just. It just just says which ECW champion is all it says. It doesn't say world champion or. Whatever, so I'm assuming they mean world champion. But so yeah, J- right. Jake, the next time you send me an email, be more specific. <laughs> I'll I'll put it this way: is I think I think the best I think the best ECW champion would be Rob Van Dam, even though he's the TV champion. Because if you think about it, Rob Van Dam was there at the tail end, and of, he made uh, the TV title. More important, I I'm sorry, I'm answering your question. No, no, no. But but the the thing is that you know when Rob Van Dam was there, you didn't have really you didn't have like the Dudleys, you didn't have Taz, you didn't have a lot of the guys that were fucking huge names for ECW, and he pretty much carried what that company. Yeah, like till, till the end. Like you had those guys while Rob was a TV champion, but 
Rob was I'll back Kyle in the fact that when Rob was a TV champion, RVD made the TV title more important than um, the FTW and the ECW title and the ECW tag team title. Like, Rob's ECW TV title reign was the basis of that company. So RVD is a great champion of ECW's history. Like I said, he was the guy that, you know, I mean, the company was built around him. So, I mean, you know, as far as world champion, I got to say, I mean, really, when you look at it, the guy that actually had fucking talent probably Taz. I was going to say Taz or Raven. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're talking about ECW world champion. champion. You guys say what you want to say. I'll, I'll shut up. Well, I just, I think, I think Raven, I, I know the question was for Kyle, and we, but and I see where you say, you can say Taz, but I think Raven, um, because, well, I mean, I guess some people might say Shane Douglas, but I don't. That's what I was going to say, and you guys are going to disagree. But I, I, I think of like the ECW champion, I think it's Shane Douglas. Well, but I, I also, and I'm kind of biased in that I think that Shane Douglas is highly overrated. Um, so I, I say Raven. I, I think, I think oh. Ra- Raven's my personal favorite ECW champion. Raven's my favorite ECW guy. But if you go off of complete wrestling ability, Raven and Shane Douglas are on the same fucking level. Yeah, but Shane Douglas is boring and his gimmick is stupid. And, I mean, his shtick was saying fuck, you know? I mean, sure, that was revolutionary in 94, but then you're yeah, just going to live off, off that. Of who was the consistent champion is Shane Douglas. Next question. All right. Was that all you had to say on your question, Kyle? Yeah, I think the only other person that I would put on that list would be Terry Funk. Just because he brought legitimacy to the ECW championship. I'd agree agree with that. The greatest ECW champion of all time is Vince McMahon. Yeah. With a do-rag. Vince with the do-rag and the sweatsuit. Do rag Vince. <laughs> so the next question that I have here, there were actually only two. Mike Aaron said three, but there were only two. Is from Lindsay. And I don't know if Lindsay is a female listener or a male listener because Lindsay can be a female name or a male name. So maybe um, it's Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Didn't he die? No, he just got kicked out of the group. Okay. So he's dead to them. Um, He just wants Kyle to lay down in the tall grass and let him do his stuff. Lindsay writes, Kyle, how did you 
ever come to know your brother co-hosts? And how have you not ever punched one of them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. So this person wants to know how we met, how we all met. I get, well, Aaron and I obviously met because we are brothers, but for you. Well, me and Aaron met at a former place of work. Um, And like I said, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, like when you meet Aaron, like Aaron is very, Aaron's very quiet at first. And slowly and surely, like, he'll pipe up with, like, a little fucking statement that's hilarious. <clears throat> until he gets comfortable, and then, like, we start talking about wrestling. And then, with Nate uh, being Aaron's brother, and uh, they fu- invited fu- me down to come watch WrestleMania 27. And full disclosure, I actually knew Kyle's brother before I knew Kyle. Yeah. So there you go, because Aaron and Kyle worked together, and then Kyle's brother and I worked together. And that is the beauty of a small town, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And and thus is how the zombie epidemic started. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, WrestleMania 27, we went down to Nate's house. I think I showed up late, because I was working or something, and then... WrestleMania 28, we fucking went to, what was it, Buffalo Wild Wings? I believe so. I don't remember. I remember. Oh, I remember a little bit of that. (laughs) I remember waking up, and isn't that the WrestleMania where Triple H and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels left his brothers? Yeah. Yeah, and it was like Rock and somebody, like Rock and Cena at the end. Yep. I remember I that. I remember I that remember. because I woke up in the morning and I was like, I don't know how WrestleMania ended. That was also, and that was before Kendall and I were actually married. And that was also the first time that <laughs> Kendall ever got sassy with Aaron. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to marry this one. <laughs> what did Kendall say to me? Well, no, we, she obviously, because we're all a bunch of drunken fucking idiots, she drove home. From yeah. the Buffalo Wild Wings, and Aaron was being obnoxious in the back seat, and Kendall said, "Could you pipe it down until we get home?" <laughs> like what? Did I I, say? I don't know, but I just remember that. I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember just going, "Hey, could you pipe it down until we get home?" <laughs> I just remember, and, and was I polite with my response? Of course you were. <laughs> you were like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> To be fair, I like how it was, can you pipe it down till we get home? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And she, then after that, it's she was, Yeah, she was off. trying to focus on driving. And... Just be an asshole <laughs> after that. That's fine. <laughs> we, we got yeah, we're not step there. Uh, I just remember that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to marry this one. <laughs> well, to be fair, there was a lot of alcohol being consumed that night. Yes. And I do remember that Aaron wore his Special Olympics t-shirt. And yeah, every I time get, I wanted to get free parking. Yeah, and every single time that the waitress come around, I'd be like, "Retomania!" <laughs> it's fever, yeah, I can, man. I can see why. 
I can see why Kendall was probably pretty fucking annoyed at the time. Yeah, after that night, I was like, well, if she doesn't leave me now, she's probably not going to leave me. <laughs> you had your mentally retarded brother in the hatchback. <laughs> you were good to go. And she was just like, pipe down there, Corky. <laughs> WrestleMania! WrestleMania! Get you some fucking <laughs> buffalo dip when you get home. <coughs> hey! <laughs> can we watch Air Bud? I can bring three of my friends. Yay! Yay. <sighs> so there it is. I think, the real quick, for Lindsay, I'm going to share a story that there was one time that we all three went to the bar and this time, Aaron was living in an apartment complex that had a shit ton of stairs, <laughs> and we were fucking plastered. And we told Aaron, all right, man, we'll see you later. And I swear to God, he bitched at us for 15 minutes as we're walking away that we didn't help him up the stairs. Yes. Yes, he did. Fucking sitting there saying, you motherfucker, if I die, it's your fault. Yeah, he motherfuckered us for like... I think he probably motherfuckered us even after we were gone. So that's that for another edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Um, I would like everybody, if you could please, to prepare a list of your top ten favorite heel turns. Mm. Top ten favorite heel turns will be our topic for next week's show. Hey, we'll do a top. We'll do a pop culture top five next week too. We'll decide what that's going to be later on. But next week we'll do top five, top ten heel turns in wrestling. Our favorites. My my number one favorite heel turn. Well, not my favorite heel turn. I can tell you what my favorite or the number one heel turn ever is right now. What's that? Judas. <laughs> All right. Pro, <laughs> pro wrestling heel turns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Judas kind of a baby. <laughs> you got us there. That being said, gentlemen, unless you have anything else to add to this week's show, Kyle, it was nice to have you back on the show this week. It was nice to be back. And Kyle and I... After, after WrestleMania, Kyle and I will get back uh, as soon as his work schedule's back on track. We'll get back on track with the current product shows also. Because 2019, to do. like Aaron and I were talking about earlier, Kyle, 2019 is going to be fun to watch. AEW, WWE gets me into it. WWE moving to Fox. What does the Fox say? I'll thank you thank you to the the fans that sent in questions for me it meant a lot and um and fuck all the fans that didn't ask questions to me and I'm sure Kyle will be active like Aaron and I have in the uh We Can't Wrestle Facebook group oh yeah good yeah uh cause and Aaron also has another group called Call in the Ring Head over there if you want to see some hilarious posters from the 1980s with WWF telling you not to not to play pocket pool. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to play the outro now, and we're going to sign off. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this WrestleMania Week edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. What? Real quick. Yes. Did you play it already? It started. Go ahead. It only costs $20. You want to know something fun to play? What's that? You have Fire Pro, right? Yes. And you have PlayStation 4, correct? I do. Pay the $20 and play Fire Pro Promoter if you haven't. Okay. I will check it out. It's like booking revolution on your PlayStation. I'm down. And you can, like, do all kinds of shit on it. It's a good time. I'm going to play it for, like, a half an hour before I go to sleep. It's fun as fuck. Well, I will check that out. And uh, that being said, everybody, thank you for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And we will see you next week. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. A lot of wrestling to check out this weekend. Um... So enjoy your WrestleMania weekend, and we will see you next week. Right here, same place, same bat time, same bat channel for the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Gorilla too soon. Dick the loser. (laughs) Get hot.